Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello, dog lovers. You're with me, Kate Fairweather, and welcome back to Dogs With Jobs, the podcast that celebrates the hardworking key workers of the canine world. We try and profile a different kind of dog or dogs every month. And uh, after the hunting hounds of the last uh, month's offering, I thought it might be rather nice to meet a therapy dog. And I found a gorgeous, gorgeous therapy dog for us to chat to today. So settle down, get your cup of tea, your beer, whatever put your feet up let's see what we've got for you today so it's the most gorgeous sunny high pressure last day nearly of january and i am walking down to the heath lake to meet up with erica harris who's going to introduce us to her rather beautiful greyhound who does some therapy work uh, which i just felt would be rather lovely for january it does feel perky Um, notwithstanding all the Covid stuff that we've had going on in our news. But anyway, I'm just about to wander down the steps and meet her at what is fittingly called the Plump Duck for a coffee (laughs) and a chat. And I can already see full of toddlers and families and dogs and things. So this is a real Petersfield interview. Uh, Let's go find Erica. So here we are, Erica Harris <laughs> and the gorgeous, gorgeous Phantom, who is tricked out in what looks like Nepalese climbing gear. He's got this amazing <laughs> He's neck got his technical and dream coat underneath, <laughs> his bin fleece, and then his extra thick polar fleece. On but the top. I'm guessing he feels the cold as oh, a greyhound. Oh, he does, he does, yeah, because they have no, they have virtually no fat under their skin and they don't have a double coat. Right. So it's Unlike like most. you and me wandering around in a t shirt. Oh, which is why he's looking wonderfully wrapped up. And you've gone and you've even put your puffer, Walter Raleigh style, on the ground for him to sit on. Absolutely. <laughs> so tell me about Phantom. How did, how did you get together? Well, my daughter started volunteering at Rake, at Retired Racing Greyhounds Kennel, Rake near Liss. Mm-hmm. So I used to have to drop her off every Saturday morning. So I thought, well, rather than sort of sit in the car or wander around the garden centre, I might as well walk some dogs because they need walking. They don't get out otherwise. So, and I said to my daughter before she started, we don't want a dog. (laughs) Don't want to come home with a dog. Um, But they worked on me. They said, well, why don't you want a dog? I said, well, you have to walk them. No, they said, don't have to walk greyhounds very much. They like 10 minute tootle once or twice a day. I said, well, what if we want to go away? We board them. So your objections were falling all, all away. Of them, yeah, I had no objections left. And then I took him for a dog, because funnily enough, he was being used as a therapy dog at the Kennels. Okay. Because he was so good at calming down a particularly difficult female neurotic dog. Uh, so he never got taken out or shown to people. And they said to me, because they knew me... Because said, oh, well, he was working at the actual was, kennels. Exactly. I said, oh, got any dogs need a walk today? They said, oh, can you take that dog out? He never gets out because we're using him as a therapy dog. So I took him out <laughs> and he spent the whole walk turning around 180 degrees, looking right at me and putting his head in my hands. Oh, wow. And I just thought, this dog wants to come home with me. Um, and he, he's just, he's such a lovely dog. You can now, feel it. When was this, Erica? Because he, how old is he now? Been, he's now nine. We adopted him when he was five. 
And how long do greyhounds live? Like, is nine old? Okay. Yeah, so So nine's getting on a bit. Getting on a bit Mm -hmm. for a greyhound. Yeah. He's so gentle. Mm. He is. He's like a butterfly. You don't even know he's there. You have to check that he's there because he makes no noise. He's never even a tiny bit aggressive to anyone or anything. Now, you weren't a dog owner then before. I have been in the past, but Mm. not for years. So how did the therapeutic work and your involvement with uh, Pets as Therapy start? Was it because he was already working in that capacity no, at the no, rescue no. centre? No, How did it because all happen? That, was, that was completely informal. They just spotted that he managed to, to calm this other dog down. Yeah. So, no, I had him for at least two years, maybe three, before I suddenly... I must have got to hear about Pets as Therapy, and I thought, oh, well, he'd make an ideal Pets as Therapy dog. So um, I looked at all the requirements, and the dog has to, you know, not basically not sort of jump up not be too much like a dog really because obviously if they're going to homes and places where there are people with nervous disposition thin skin that sort of thing your dog has to not jump up and basically be incredibly docile and well behaved and I just thought well you know that's him really in a bottle so um, he had a test. You have a little sort of process mm-hmm. that he went through with a very nice man uh, in Hambledon. And he put the clipboard down after about five minutes. And he said, I don't even need to go through the rest of these questions. He's so like, he was pretty perfect. He is. He is a perfect um, pets as therapy dog. And then within pets as therapy, there are oodles of different things you can do. So what does he do? So he... Um, is a read-to-dogs dog, um, which normally they go into infant and junior schools. I was going to say, because this time Mm. last year, we're talking therapy dogs again Mm. in January, because the first episode of the podcast series last year, I spoke to Acorn, the golden retriever, who worked at Peacefield Infant School, and still does, I think. Yeah. And uh, but you're working at secondary level with Phantom. Yes. Well, I said how, how I don't. I don't. You know, don't mind really where we go as long as it's geographically not far away. Yeah. Um, and Patricia was contacted, who's the local pet therapy organised person. She was contacted by the lady who runs the sort of special nurture class at Bowhunt for children who are entering Bowhunt have got difficulties of one sort or another so they're all put in a in a a sort of special nurturing class Mm -hmm. um, for the first year and then they gradually integrate into the main school and her son her own son who was at a different junior school had massively benefited from having a, a read to dogs dog at his, his primary. So she thought to herself, why not have a read to dog's dog for my children in my nurturing class? Um, so they contacted Patricia. Patricia thought of me because geographically it fitted. And she thought, and I had said to her, he won't do well with shrieky little runny around toddlers. And the other thing, Erica, that's occurring to me as I'm looking at him is he's big, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. And he feels a bit more grown up than perhaps some of the smaller dogs. And I'm guessing, I mean, describe a day for me. Does he have a uniform? Oh, uh, yes. He has to wear his little bright yellow gilet. Mm -hmm. I have to wear... Gilet jaune. (laughs) Exactly. 
Uh, he has he has a lead with a little tag thing on as well. Obviously, we had to go through all sorts of vetting and DBS from the, from the school because of to, working with exactly, underage. Yeah. yeah, although we're never left alone with the child, there always has to be a member of staff from the school is always with us. Yeah, so that's that's all he has to wear, and really, he turns up and uh, lies in the corner next to the child or further away if they don't feel comfortable with being too yeah. close to him. And then they read uh, for about 10, 15 minutes from their chosen book. They don't have to read to him, they can just stroke him. Um, Are the students volunteering themselves? Yes. So they want yes. Oh, yes. to do the reading? Their parents have to sign a thing to say they can. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there's any child is 12 in the class. I don't think there's any children who don't come. There are a couple of children who are very wary of dogs. Mm-hmm. One is outright really quite scared. But because he's so... He just doesn't move very much, so there's no chance he'll rush up to you or um, do anything in the slightest bit sort of provocative or... Um, so although he's huge and he's got enormous teeth... <laughs> yeah, because it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. He's got this... How you you know with all the clothes yeah. he looks like he's going hiking in Nepal or something. He's he's kind of got a rather unusual one-off look. I think they're very. I always think greyhounds are just so elegant. They're so they handsome and elegant, and and your eyes just drawn the way they move as well. They're so fluid and languid and um, yeah. So 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 they're very unthreatening. Does he enjoy it? How he does. How does I he respond on the day? He would be because although he loves people, he doesn't like new situations very much. So I wasn't sure how much he'd be keen on it. I knew he'd tolerate it, but I didn't think he'd really enjoy it. But actually, he does. When I bring out his little yellow gilet on a Monday morning, <laughs> he almost leaps to his feet, <laughs> um, and he's very happy. He trots into the school. Partly, I think, because the reception he gets at the school is so positive. All the kids milling around, all the staff, the reception lady, absolutely everybody. Oh, it's phantom! You know, even people who don't actually, during the day, actually, uh, you know, have anything to do with them, they know exactly who he is. So he's a bit of a celebrity, then. He is, yeah. And he had, there's a Facebook thingy about him on the, on oh, the is that? school, yeah, because okay. the PR lady asked loads of stuff about him so so people now know all about him because he was he was an ex-racer called Romeo Phantom oh right so you kept Romeo Phantom yeah that sounds very wild and free (laughs) it's not really him bless him so how long did he race for he was quite a successful racer so uh, they normally they start to race about two they're obviously heavily trained before that and then yeah. they normally finish about four he went on to about four and a half so he was a very successful racer wow. no evidence he was ever maltreated yeah. at all I have to say that because people assume racing greyhounds they are kept in kennels but I don't think... Oh, I don't think know, kennels means not, maltreated at no, all. No, no, no. not for... I mean, no. you're in effect a working dog as a racing exactly. dog, a racing yeah. greyhound, aren't you? And when he first arrived at our house, he used to race around the garden completely of his own volition. Mm. Uh, he stopped that after, I'm guessing, about a year or so. Is there a kind of breed tendency here? Like, presumably, he's yeah. either 
running really fast or lying down, right? They're known as 40-mile-an-hour couch potatoes <laughs> because they do. They like, He would sleep 23 hours out of 24, given the choice. Yeah. Um, and the other hour he'd eat, float about and be fussed. That is his idea of a fantastic life. So he's conserving his energy all the time and then yeah. he can pull it out of the bag for a sprint. Yeah, exactly. Does, does he, when you walk him, does he still show the vestiges of his no, racing life? No, he, again, he used to when he was younger, but now he really can't be bothered. In fact, it's quite funny because if he sees a squirrel, he used to shoot after it. Now he looks at me out of the side of his eye and if I haven't seen the squirrel... He quickly pretends he never saw the squirrel in the first place, so he doesn't need to feel obliged to show any... Very wise phantom. So he now doesn't chase anything at all. Even cats, he's learnt to make friends with cats because greyhounds are not generally good with cats, no. must be said. Well, I mean, I suppose they're hunting dogs in origin, yeah. aren't they? So yeah. although, of course, we associate them with racing... Yeah. They race to catch prey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they're just building on that natural instinct exactly. yeah. for the racing. It sounds rather happy. Is he tired afterwards? Do you think he's... I mean, is it? how is it for him? Is it like a nice little place that he goes every Monday and it's part he of He definitely his enjoys it, but I... I don't. I wouldn't want to do it more than once a week. Um, I, I don't really have any evidence that it tires him out, but... I suspect it might simply because it's not his home and yeah. really he's a home bird. And there's lots of stimulation there, exactly. isn't there? So he's probably yeah. thinking about it afterwards. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you and I go on a lovely trip, we're still exhausted even <laughs> though we've had a great time. And how long do you think you'll carry on working with him or volunteering with him, I should and, say? Until he doesn't seem to want to go anymore. So I will keep going as long as he's happy to yeah. go. If he doesn't want to go, I won't take him. But um, I enjoy it as well. All I do is sit there on the end of the lead. But... And tell me about the kids. So is he seeing the same students? Yes. And yeah. how old are the students? They would be 11 or 12 because they're first year of yeah. secondary. Um, as I say, there's, I think, 12 in the class. So we see three or four a week. Different students every Yeah, yeah. Week? So it rotates around mm -hmm. so everybody... Um, gets their slot because I think they're very keen to hey, not so miss the, out on So there's an slot. element of it being a treat? Yes. Mm. And so. do you see the students' confidence grow? Actually, none of, none of them really read that badly. I think it's, it's fluency. Mm. It's, um, yeah, learning to put in the, the emotion as well as just reading, if you sort so of So relaxing into it rather exactly. than... Yeah. This is very different from primary, isn't it? Exactly. You're really yes. consolidating and, yeah. Yeah. And so I having think a nice presence next to you. He is a sort of a stable, positive... There's nothing negative about him. He will take what they want to give. If they want to give nothing, he doesn't mind. Um, so there's no so expectations. Exactly. Yeah, which yeah. is very relaxing, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. We're looking at him now. He's very mellow. Oh, well, listen, it's such a pleasure to meet him. Thank you so much for squeezing in a coffee this morning and your busy weekend, Erica. Oh, that's all right. Um, he's just delightful. He is. Like, he's kind of calming. He is. Well, yeah. I, I've become much more... Ooh, have you? Since I've had him. Having yeah. such a calm dog. Yeah, because you sort of think, oh, well, you know, yeah. let's just lie down and have a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we just lie down and have a nap? 
Well, I hope you enjoyed meeting Phantom. He, I, I could hardly believe that he had such a wonderful racing career before this second therapy career. Um, he was really lovely. And uh, we went for a little walk around the lake immediately afterwards. And you could just see how gentle and uh, lolloping along he was. He was gorgeous. Now, I will be back at the end of February. Uh, I've got three interviews hopefully lined up in February and I'm not going to jinx it by mentioning who I'm hoping to bring on. (laughs) Do keep the recommendations coming. If you would consider coming and chatting to me on the podcast about your dog's working life, I would love to hear from you. I am interested in all working dogs, love celebrating them and the more different, diverse they are, the better. You can get in touch on team at shineradio.uk if you want to drop me an email or uh, leave a message on 01730555500 and I will get it. Look forward to uh, next month then, end of February and um, have a great month. Queen of the Borders. I wanted to get a head start because I don't think I did the previous year. King of the allotments. So I've always been keen on gardening forever. Petersfield Gardening Royalty. Growing together on Shine Radio. Give it a go this year, you never know, and we're here on hand if you have any questions. Growing together with Claire Venice and Steve Amos. New every month and always online at shineradio.uk.